Welcome to the School of Manifestation. I'm your host and teacher, Karis Leah. I'm gonna teach you how to use manifestation to create your dream life and become your best self. So thank you so much for tuning in today and let's jump in. Hello guys, good morning, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are. Welcome back to another episode on the School of Manifestation podcast. I'm your host, Karis Leah, as always. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about how the universe is like an algorithm. And knowing this, I swear to God, is one of the keys of manifestation and has helped me to understand the concept like a million times more. Um, but as always, before we jump into the episode, little disclaimer, a little, little just, I don't know. <laughs> um, the audio again is not going to be top notch in today's episode. Hello, Phoebe. I'm with my parents and I guess mine as well. Little Labradoodle. She's a black Australian Labradoodle. She's just kind of chilling with me in the sun and she is the love of my life. <laughs> And I've got some coffee and I just had a delicious bowl of oats and I'm soaking up the sunshine before I head back to London. So disclaimer number one, I do not have my microphone with me as I would have said in the last episode. This is part of the reason I have not been recording too many episodes while I've been traveling. So I hope that is all cool with you guys. Oh my god, sorry, I just have to let her inside my little puppy okay sorry about that guys it was getting a little hot out here for her so this is going to be very kind of chilled episode because like i said i don't have my mic and i am in the middle of dissertation season at university and if you know what that's like you know what it's like it's a little bit hectic so there's that and i also have pretty much no privacy um to record things at my parents house so yeah anyway this is all kind of boring but just a couple of disclaimers in case this episode is a little bit scatterbrained and a little bit out there but um yeah not really out there but just a little bit chaotic <laughs> that is why and i do apologize but i have some really really good info to share there will also be background noise because like i said i'm sat outside but yada 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 people always talk about this kind of stuff and it ends up being so boring so anyway let's jump into the episode and I stumbled across a post and I'm going to pull it up right now and I'm going to read it to you. It was by the Instagram account Words Are Vibrations. Now, I had thought of this. Um, I don't want to be like, oh, I thought of this before, but this is kind of how I conceptualize the universe. And he put it into words that were just really awesome. Oh my God, I just noticed that I took the screenshot of this, of this Instagram post at 111 which is just wild. That's so cool. Um, anyway, the post says the universe is an algorithm. Social media shows you more of whatever you pay attention to. Watch a lot of puppy videos. You're going to get more puppy videos. Debate about politics. You're going to see more political content. Life is programmed in a similar way. Do you choose to see the good in people? You're going to see more good. Do you look for reasons to be angry? You're going to find those reasons. The 
<laughs> the universe gives us more of what you pay attention to. You will always find evidence for what you choose to believe. So, in that sense, the universe is basically an algorithm. Okay, whatever you are feeding your brain, whatever you are telling your brain, whatever you are focusing on is what you are going to see more of. Now, I'm going to break this down and explain a lot more about this in this episode and kind of how I've come to understand this because obviously, well, I mean, obviously the universe is not a real algorithm so that is not what I mean I just mean this metaphorically the more we we look for something the more we think about something the more we are constantly um circulating thoughts in our mind about something excuse me the more we are going to see that thing so if I am constantly thinking I hate like, I hate my life. My life is so gloomy. My life is miserable. Guess what? The world that I live in is going to be gloomy and miserable. But likewise, if I tell myself, I love my life, um, I have a beautiful life, my life is perfect over time, and it will not be an immediate shift if you go from seeing the world, you know, as gloomy for your entire life deciding to see the world in a positive light might take a little bit of time. Um, but I've noticed that you can start to switch the way your algorithm works within a matter of days, if not weeks, if not months. And it really depends on everybody's individual mindset. Now, I think the thing to keep in mind is that some of us are born privileged and that is just, (laughs) that is just unfortunately, how things are. Life is not an even playing field. Some people are born with, you know, minds that more easily adapt to viewing the world in a positive light. Some people are more positive people and some people have easier circumstances, all of that. But the thing that can even your playing field right now is this piece of information. So knowing knowing this personal development information, knowing that, you know, um, what you, that you are choosing to see the world in a certain way is incredibly helpful. Like once you become aware and the key is awareness, once you become aware of the thoughts circulating in your mind and the frame that you are seeing the world through, you are able to change it. And that evens the playing field. And it might be a little bit more difficult. Like for me, guys, like I've said in past episodes, my mind is so wired to see negativity. And that's why I'm interested in personal development work. That's why I got into this stuff in the first place. That's why I got into manifestation and all of this is because it gave me like a fighting chance. Um, You know, some people are born and they just always see the cup as half full. I swear, since I was a kid, like I, you know, saw the world very pessimistically um, and always came from a place of fear. And when you come from a place of fear, the world is always going to present fearful things to you you're always going to keep seeing the world as a fearful place. You have to choose, as cheesy as it sounds, 
to view the world through a lens of love. Gabby Bernstein talks about this a lot. If you have not read any of her books and you're new to manifestation spirituality, she is my favorite, 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 favorite person because her approach to it all is really um, down to earth and relatable. And, you know, some spiritual um, books can be really like non-accessible when you're kind of getting started into manifestation, law of attraction, all that stuff. And her work is just really accessible, but that's a complete tangent. But she always says to look at things through the lens of love. And that is very much the truth when it comes to viewing the universe as your algorithm. Like you have to think about it in these terms. I mean, (laughs) you don't have to, but it's really helpful. Um, Because when you start to become aware of your thoughts and you become aware of the way that you're seeing the world, like you can gauge and judge whether you are seeing the world as a fearful place or as a loving place or as, you know, there are literally limitless ways that you can see the world, limitless ways in which you can view things. So now that I've gotten that kind of uh, brief explanation out of the way, Let's turn to those people that are a little bit skeptical about manifestation. Let's talk about the kind of more um, psychological aspect of this because I always find this interesting and a little bit grounding um, and it's helpful for me. So hopefully it will help you guys. But there is something, uh, a part of your brain called the reticular activating system. And you can look this up, you can Google it. um, And the job of this part of the brain is to filter information. So we see so much information um, throughout our day that we cannot possibly process it all. The things that you miss out of the corner of your eye, things that are happening right in front of you, like I'm staring at my backyard right now, you know, and there could be a squirrel up in the tree and I'm just not aware of it. It's not part of my reality. But yet it's still there. It's just not there for me. Okay. And similarly, uh, there's a tree opposite me and it has oranges on it. If I'm not looking for the color orange, I'm not going to see those oranges. So the job of this part of your brain is to filter out unnecessary information. In other words, it only looks for the things that it deems important. Now, this part of your brain is technically like subconscious. It's not a part of your brain that's super, super conscious. So in order to tell your brain to start looking for something, you have to penetrate that subconscious part of your mind. So you have to be able to, you know, repeatedly turn your thoughts to look for that thing. That's why it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a while for thoughts to go from the conscious to subconscious mind, you know? Um, sorry, I thought I stopped recording then for a second. So when you're looking for something, you're basically the part of your brain that's doing all the work is your reticular activating system. So that goes for, you know, positive experiences and negative experiences. Are you training your brain to look for training your reticular activating system rather to look for, positive or negative experiences. There is an actual part of your brain that is working as an algorithm, okay? And 
that's really important to know because if you think about it, again, coming from a spiritual perspective, you are the universe experiencing itself. That part of your brain is the algorithm running, picking and choosing the things that you want to pop up in your reality, that you want to appear in your world. And this becomes very interesting, right? Because it's like essentially there are a million doors surrounding us at any given moment in any given situation. And they're full of potential possibilities, potential lives we could live, potential worlds that we can be in. And you're selecting them based on the things that you're paying attention to. So ask yourself, what are you paying attention to? What are you noticing right now in the room that you're in? Look up, look around, wherever you are, what are you paying attention to? And notice how those things make you feel. Do the things you're looking at make you feel gratitude, peace, hope, happiness, positive, uplifting emotions? Or do you feel stressed, fearful, angry, anxious? Did the first thing you looked up to um, was like, was that even English? I'm sorry, guys. I literally have just woken up. Was the first thing that you looked up to maybe a homework assignment? Was it a bill? Was it something that made you nervous, anxious, stressed? Or was the first thing you looked up to something that made you positive, happy? Maybe your cup of coffee. Maybe a beautiful butterfly. I literally just saw one fly by. You have to. Oh, and we've got angel numbers, right? As I said that, it's 1144. Did you look up to an angel number? (laughs) Um, All of these things can be, you know, signs that indicate that are and reflecting back to us. I'm so sorry about that car. That our mindset is in a positive place, that we are our algorithm is selecting positive experiences, experiences that make us feel good, that make us feel happy, that make us feel loved, and that make us feel grateful for being here. Now, the interesting thing is that, can I, oh my god, I'm so sorry for the background noises. Um, The thing is, Our life experiences, and this is not something you should beat yourself up for or anything, our life experiences can make us predisposed to an algorithm of fear. It's advantageous for us to look for fearful situations and and, um, feel them out and think, okay, I have to be on the lookout. I have to be on the lookout for things that are going to cause me harm in order to protect myself. This is a very, very common algorithm, um, so to speak, in the brain that runs in people with trauma or experiences that have been really, really difficult. And the only way out of these fear responses, well, obviously, if you need therapy, that's something that's really important to seek and professional help if that is something that you feel you need it's very very important but retraining the brain slowly over time with like patience and love to start to see the world 
in it as a gentler, kinder place. And like I said, it's going to be different for everybody, but the first step by far, the, the most important step is awareness. So say, for example, you walk into a party and your first thought is, everybody here is judging me. Nobody here likes me. That is the algorithm working in a way that is making you view the world through the lens of fear, okay? And from that experience, you will present a kind of closed off energy to the people in the room. Your whole vibe might be a little bit off. And so people may treat you in a way that affirms your belief because people pick up on subconscious stuff like that a lot more than you would think. And so you go home, your bias is confirmed, the algorithm updates, and it just keeps throwing you more and more and more of the thing that you're looking for, the thing that you expect to appear. If you came into that room with a neutral mind and you thought, nobody here knows me instead, then the situation would have gone very differently and the algorithms would have begun to change. You don't need to go straight from, you know, everybody hates me to everybody loves me. It's about taking small steps and just tinkering with the way that you, tinkering, (laughs) tinkering with the way that you view the world, just bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit. Maybe you, when you view the world through a lens of fear, and this is to be so transparent with you guys. I'm using this example because this is the example that I struggle with and I still struggle with like all the time. Like (laughs) honestly, it is, it is really difficult. Well, that is a story, but it has not by any means been an overnight change for me. And I'm slowly working on all of this stuff and old patterns will reemerge from time to time. And you just have to practice awareness and choose, choose a different like way of seeing things. So when you walk into that room and you see a group of people and you immediately think, oh my gosh, they're all judging me in that moment, become aware. That's the first thing to do. If you struggle with awareness, I've heard a great tip is to carry like an elastic band on your wrist And when you catch yourself, just like tug on the elastic band and be like, oh, okay. Or like have like a reminder on your wrist, like a scrunchie or something. And every time you touch it, be like, oh yeah, okay, awareness, awareness. Just something to trigger you and remind you that you need to become aware in situations where uh, old habits are kind of playing and old ways of viewing the world are kind of coming back around. So you basically become aware and then choose a slightly better thought. So choose a thought, maybe like counter the thought and say like, you know what? Actually, nobody in this room knows me. They're not judging me. Something like that, that changes the lens a little bit. You don't need to go drastic and be like, everybody loves me. If you want to, of course you can, but just do whatever feels comfortable for you. And try and do this as often throughout the day as you can. 
Maybe even take a couple weeks of just writing down and noticing the things that you think about yourself and the things that you think about the world. Make a list. What are some paradigms, which are basically like strict sets of rules, how you see the world? What are some paradigms that you have about life? Do you think, you know, I must not eat enough to be skinny? Do I have to work extremely hard to get a well-paying job? These are all paradigms that we have been taught but may but don't necessarily need to be true because again, the universe is your algorithm and you can pick and choose what you want to see. Whatever you want to see, you have to program it in via thought. So, as always, this is why um, this kind of links back to the law of assumption because the law of assumption is basically just saying the universe is an algorithm. If you don't know what the law of assumption is, you've never heard of it before, I do have an episode on that a little further back. I kind of detail a lot of what the law of assumption says and I will be doing a part two very soon. Um, so definitely make sure you're subscribed if you don't want to miss that one. Um, And anyway, (laughs) the law of assumption basically is saying this. You need to reprogram the algorithm of your mind in order to reflect and see what you want. And to do that, you basically just assume you live in the end by assuming, this is a very key word for the law of assumption, living in the end. You are living as though the end result of the thing you desire is already yours. So when it comes to manifestation, you already act like that thing you have is yours. It's already there. The algorithm is going to begin to show you that. It's going to begin to show you proof. That's why if you say, I really want a red Ferrari, you begin to see loads of red Ferraris around. It's the reticular activating system and the algorithm of the universe working in sync and harmonizing and giving you what you're looking for. That's literally how manifestation, (laughs) why did I say that so weird? How manifestation works. You are giving yourself uh, proof of the thing you're looking for, but that doesn't make it less real. That makes it more real. You are getting proof of the things that you think in your head in real life. And if that doesn't show that we have control over our own realities, I don't know what does. So that is kind of, I think, it for what I wanted to say for this episode. Again, longer episodes will be coming. I am going to be back in London. I'm moving. So I would say that regularly schedule content on TikTok, YouTube, and This podcast I'm going to be doing weekly episodes will be resuming end of August, beginning of September. I'll keep you guys way more updated. There are, there's going to be a lot to come. Um, and I'm very excited. I'm going to be able to dedicate a lot more time to it. I do apologize for (laughs) dipping for a couple of months. Um, it was just. I felt like I needed some time to come back home and refresh my mind. The lockdowns in the UK were pretty intense. Um, so it's been good to be able to see family 
and just enjoy that kind of time and and relax and all that good stuff. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and it was some food for thought. If you ever want to send me questions or recommendations for topics that you want to hear, you can go to at the school of manifestation pod on Instagram and just go into the DMs there. We will try to reply. If you also, if you have sent me an Instagram DM, I do try to reply to as many as I can, but I am super overwhelmed by the amount of DMs that I got. I did not think that I would receive so many. (laughs) So um, even if I reply a few weeks late, I will try and get to every single one um, in its own time. So please bear with me. I'm trying to get back to everybody. But um, yes, if you do send a DM to at School of Manifestation Pod, I will at least read it um, and put it in the episode. So hope that makes sense. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you guys have a beautiful day and enjoyed this episode. As always, I will see you in the next one. Bye.